When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The road to Roland Garros continues on the red clay in Spain as we welcome you to another edition of TC Live from Madrid. Now just 26 days away from the year's second major in Paris. Here's what's coming up over the next 30 minutes. In his last days as a teenager, Carlos Alcaraz put on a grown man performance in a rematch of last year's Madrid final. Plus, what has Novak Djokovic in a New York state of mind? We'll have the very latest on the three-time U.S. Open champ returning to the Big Apple. And oh, baby, Serena Williams making a big announcement at the Met Gala last night. She arrived with a one-of-a-kind accessory. We will tell you all about it. Come on in to our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman, happy to be back alongside my man Jim Courier. And how about Andy Roddick over on the big screen? He is back, Jim, to the casual attire today but man our guy was styling and profiling last night at the Met Gala Andy tell us all about it. How was prom last (laughs) night Andy? I gotta tell you the people were better looking than the last prom I went to Jim I'll tell you that much right now but it was uh it it was a blast Uh, we got to go uh support uh our our friend Roger Federer um did a great job hosting I, I, I think that means just shaking hands with people um, but it was uh, it, it was a blast. Got to see uh, Serena and uh, told me about uh, the, the baby and the pregnancy and announced it last night. So it was uh, it was a great night catching up with some old friends. That's awesome, Roger Serena. Tennis had a, had a good showing out there. Big time, right? Matteo Berrettini, Berrettini was there as well. Yeah. For those of us, Andy, that don't get you know probably may never get invited to this sort of thing. We only see the red carpet. What happens inside when you go inside the mat? It, well, the, the, the museum shut down. You went through the new uh, Karl Lagerfeld uh, exhibit. Um, there's no really, there's no real like plus ones or publicists or agents or anything else. So it's fun uh, to see kind of all the celebrities uh, arrive without their their pacifier and actually have to engage and talk and and, and be amongst each other. It was, it's just a it's an unbelievable event. So well done. Uh, Lizzo performed, which uh, which was awesome. Um, you know, and then you, you you kind of visit these different parts of the museum, then a great uh, dinner. It was uh, it, it, it's a crazy event in the best way. Any cool hangs, any cool conversations you had there? Uh, I got to say hello to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And just before we came on, I, I said I just basically watched Pete Davidson do his thing for like three hours, which was endlessly entertaining. <laughs> Jack Harlow just dropped a new album uh, as well. That's and, right. uh, amazing stuff. We'll, we'll talk more Met Gala later, <laughs> but, but let's get to the show. If you're going to miss TC Live, the Met Gala, a great reason to do so. We start, though, Madrid. Rematch last year's men's final. Three rounds earlier this year, Carlos Alcaraz, Alexander Zverev, Andy, and Carlitos turning the red clay into his personal red carpet. Yeah, I mean, the guy is just so fast and was just forcing uh, Zverev out of his comfort zone, forcing him to take big cuts at forehands, which he didn't want to do. 
to come forward right here, which is not uh, what he prefers to do. Uh, you can see Zverev trying to stay away from the extended rallies. He likes to normally find his rhythm. And, uh, and Chucky Alcaraz was just not letting him uh, do that at all, just moving the ball around the court. The depth was amazing. I mean, watch the ground that he covers. That set of the court deep, open stance backhand, full run, and actually gets a full swing on it. It wasn't like a running flick. He was in total control for a six-foot slide open stance on the backhand side. That is depressing if you are on the other side of it. Then just opens up the shoulders. Uh, at this point, basically just showing off. But what a performance from uh, the old Chucky Chuckster. The Chucky Chuckster. Uh, lost four games in that final last year. How about down to three in the fourth round match today? 18th straight win in Spain. Tour leading 16th on clay this year. 21 winners to Zverev's nine. Worst loss on clay since 2017 for Sasha Zverev. Eighth Masters 1000 quarterfinal for Carlitos. Let's hear from him after. Sasha said this is his favorite court in the entire world. And you gave him three games today. How How is this possible? Uh, well, honestly, I, I played one of my best matches on on uh, all my career uh, since the, the first ball until the, the last one uh, really uh, really good game you know hitting really good the ball uh, yeah feeling feeling great on, on court uh, I can't say this is my favorite uh, court on the on the tour as well so it's amazing to play here played one of the best matches of his career in his opinion what impressed you most everything Every single thing. I think what depressed me was thinking about Zverev losing all those points from getting to the final last year and the bad luck he got with the draw. You know, Zverev was playing so well this time last year, was in the semifinals of Roland Garros following the final here, and he's got a lot of points coming off. His ranking is dropping. The guy had such a brutal injury last year, and he's going to have to go the hard way. His game looks pretty good overall, but Alcaraz looks even better, and that is scary for the field. On another level, 26-2 and two this year, three wins from returning to world number one. We go from the top seed to the top-ranked American man, Taylor Fritz, playing Zhang Zhizhen. They call him Triple Z, Jim, but don't sleep on his game. Yeah, he wasn't snoring out there at all. He was roping the ball. This guy's ranked 99 in the world coming into this tournament, 26 years old. Where has he been? I don't know because everything looks good. He's six foot four, just like Taylor Fritz, and he can rip the ball. But Fritz had a chance to get out of Dodge in two sets, and that miss was costly. He had a chance to close in the second set, and then at set point, Zhang changes up the serve. Into a third, we would go. This was a real contest. This guy, for me, is a rev revelation. I I'm looking at him going, where have you been? Because this game is rock solid. He was out hitting Fritz on the forehand and the backhand and the serve. And Taylor Fritz, if you're out hitting him on the forehand, that's craziness. The numbers that Jean were putting up, Berrettini-like on the serve and the forehand, but there was so much tension and drama. Match points flying everywhere in this third set breaker. Look at that save from Taylor Fritz on match point down. Amazing, but it would not be enough. Another match point on Fritz's strings at 870, overcooks the forehand, and then Jean gets his look at the basket. And Fritz's forehand, again, the bounce was a little shaky, not able to center it. But how about this guy going from 99 up to 66 in the live rankings with the bullets? Save three match points, becomes the first Chinese man to reach a Masters 1000 quarterfinal, gets his first top 10 win. Andy, you heard what Jim had to say about the forehand, about the serve. What stood out to you? 
Yeah, all of it. I, I kind of echo Jim's sentiments. Normally, you can you see on the eye test pretty quickly uh, when someone can hit it big off both sides, has the size and the athleticism. Uh, and I was impressed by the way he dug himself out of trouble today. You know, Taylor uh, is going to have a, a tough time sleeping tonight a little bit. Let that get away. Had a million chances. And, and that's something that Taylor hasn't hasn't done over the last three years. He hasn't been letting those matches get away. But credit to Zhang. I mean, the, the, he, I, I haven't seen him play much. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm shocked that that's the case because there's no reason yeah. why. You know, you look at his foot speed, Steve, you look at his shots and the way he produces them, I don't see any holes there. He Guy, guy gets around the court. He has good technique everywhere. And I think the sky is really, I mean, it's not going to be number one in the world necessarily, but there's no reason he couldn't be a top 20 player based on this performance that he's showing in this tournament. We'll see where he ends up. But, boy, we've been waiting a long time for China to start producing players. Wu Yibing winning Dallas. Yes. we got Jerry Shang, who's the, the teenager, who looks really good as well. So the Chinese men are coming. If Zhang wins his next match, he will pass Yibing Wu and become the highest-ranked Chinese man in history, he'll get into the top 50. Really impressive stuff this week in Madrid. Meantime, Taylor Fritz and Daniil Medvedev both had a chance to become the first player since Milos Raonic to make the final eight at the first four Masters events of the season. Andy and Medvedev could try to do it against Aslan Karatsev. Listen, you knew Karatsev had a couple of advantages, mainly calf size. But also, he's able to take the ball to the corners. And, he, I mean, that's just a straight-up winner. You don't often see Medvedev turned into a mannequin off of his serve, right? And Karatsev was just hitting winners today. One of the streakiest guys on tour. But when he has it going, he can just pick winners out of nowhere on cue right here, Steve. And can hit it both directions. Likes pulling that forehand inside into the forehand side. But served well. Uh, looks like he was really on his game. Uh, had been struggling for, for the better part of a year. He ain't struggling this week. He is hitting the ball super clean. Take Medvedev out on any service. I know Clay is not his favorite service, but one of the absolute toughest outs in all of tennis. And Karatsev got it done today, was aggressive, stuck to his game plan. Really good win. Showing off the calves like you were showing off your ankles last night, Andy. <laughs> no, his calves are nicer. Got to as high as 14 in the world before falling to 129 last month. He is back inside the top 100 in the live rankings. How about Corinne Hatchinoff, Andre Rublev? They're in the doubles quarterfinals together, Jim, but only one would make it in singles. Yeah, how about Karatsev, Medvedev, Hatchinoff, and Rublev won the Davis Cup as a team two years back. But this one here, Rublev had the chances. 6-4, double set point. Misses that one. Here comes the next set point. What happens? Another backhand error. Okay, this is not going well for him. 9-8, catching off set point. Backhand, can it hold steady? Not three in a row. Oh, no. And he would kind of lose his mud a little bit. I think Rublev is tired. I think this guy's played a lot of tennis. Uh, Monte Carlo, the title. Finals in Bosnia the week to follow. It's like Holger Runa, same thing. It's just too much tennis. And oddly, he chose to play doubles, and he's still in it with Hatchinoff. So I don't think that was the great greatest choice, but he's been in great form. And Hatchinoff took advantage of that little bit of weakness, and he's been playing some excellent tennis since last year's U.S. Open. Comes through in this all-Russian uh, affair. Said we're good friends, but on the court we are rivals. To the ladies we go. 2021 champ Irina Sabalenka in a tough battle, Andy, with Meyer Sharif. She would need a comeback in this one. Yeah, trying to prove that there's a new Sharif in town. Okay, that was low-hanging fruit. Sorry, Steve, I'm better than that. <laughs> Anyways, Sharif gets off to a great start, but this is the new Sabalenka. Doesn't 
give matches away, is always hustling, trying to turn a match, has the confidence to know that she can be down, but still get through it, going through her paces, finding a little bit more margin. This is where she's improved so much, Steve. Her great days have always been great, but the delta between the good and the bad was a little too much. This was a really impressive win. I like seeing this. I feel like we're watching uh, maturity in progress, obviously proven by the Australian Open this year, but this kind of toughness also comes with confidence, which she has about as confident as anyone uh, in the world this side of Sviantec on a clay court right now. And so I was really impressed with Sabalenka getting through this, hitting through the court, finding the spacing and more margin. Good fight from her today. So I just couldn't adjust for her game. I was going crazy, but happy I was able to stop myself, take a breath, and start everything from the beginning again. Maria Sacri had her own battle gym against IC Bagu, looking to reach the Madrid semis for the very first time. Yeah, this was the opening night match, uh, 8 p.m. local time right now, and it was complicated. How about that from Begu? That was a ripper of a backhand, so triple set point. And she is like, look at me, I'm still here, I'm doing this, am I gonna get through it? The answer would be a negative Ghost Rider, that pattern would be full. Sacri would ignite from there. Maria Sakari is so talented, so tough, and she serves here at 5-4 in the second set, unloading on that short forehand. So she would take it to a third set. What is it with these night matches going yeah. three sets? Steve, we're getting a lot of those. Well, not in the, the second one tonight, but certainly here. Sakari gets the early break, exploiting all of the court against Begu. Nice feel from the Greek. And 5-2, she would run right through it to book her spot. So yes. She had the final word. Said it was a mental win today because tennis-wise, I was not as good as yesterday. She'll face Sabalenka in the semis. Rematch from the final four at Indian Wells this year. Well, on TV, this is called a tease or a bump. The latter is very fitting, as we'll be talking about Serena Williams debuting her baby bump on the red carpet last night. Two new tennis royalty is on the way. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jim Andy Steve back on TC Live. A reminder to mark your calendars for the year's next major. Tennis Channel proud to once again has the exclusive daily live coverage of Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the action from the red clay in Paris beginning Sunday, May 28th. I like that. We're showing the, the dusk scene in Paris in this one. I, I could stare at the Eiffel Tower all night long as it lights up. Uh, much to Chanda's chagrin, Corinne Hatchinoff took out Andre Rublev Today, so I uh, didn't get it. Andrea Petkovic on the show yesterday picked Hatchinoff. Yeah, she texted me this morning. She's been gloating most of the afternoon. Said she's never been rooting for somebody <laughs> so hard. Yeah. I, I got a text at like 3.34 yep. in the morning. What, what's a German gloating look like? <laughs> Andrea Petkovic today. <laughs> so how is Chanda going to bounce back? Why not go with the world number one, right, Andy? Iga Sviantek over Petra Martic? Yeah, really going out of the limb here, Chanda, today with the Sviantek pick uh, on, on, on a clay court. 
She, this is this is a bounce back. She needs this one. Yeah, it's a reactive. It's a reactive move from Chanda. We're all disappointed <laughs> yes. in you, Chanda, but yes. we understand. We understand. We get it. Yeah. The win loss record is is very good for for Miss Rubin. Minus sixteen hundred. Not going to make a lot of Chanda bucks with that pick. Mm-hmm. Right now, FanDuel giving all new users ten times your first bet in bonus bets up to two hundred dollars, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. She's getting Chanda Sense, not Chanda Bucks. Chanda Sense, there you go. (laughs) We've got big news on Novak Djokovic and whether the world number one will be able to play the U.S. Open this year. Don't go anywhere. You're watching CC Live. Curry Erotic Weissman back on TC Live. Beautiful night in Madrid, and that is where we're going. Stefano Tsitsipas has never lost to a Spaniard not named Nadal or Alcaraz. Bernabe Zapata Mirayas, one of four Spanish men in the final 16, Jim. Yeah, having a career tournament is uh, Zapata Mirayas. Amazing run here, but it would end at the hands of the Greek, who is so tough on all surfaces, but especially the dirt. It was really hard to hold serve out here in this match. There were so many breaks of serve. Tsitsipas would lose his serve three times, and he would break seven times, and he would get a final break here on set point. Zapata Marias is a grinder, but he doesn't have a lot of pop on his serve, and Steph was able to get most of the returns in play and go to work. There were some really entertaining rallies, though. I mean, some excellent ex- exploitation of the down-the-line forehand and the backhand from Tsitsipas. Here comes another beautiful backhand line just to seal the deal so after two consecutive uh, uh, three set busters an easy win for Tsitsipas as he turns the corner towards the home stretch hour 13 minutes broke seven times nice work for the Greek superstar a couple lucky losers in the fourth round this year including Jan Leonard Struff facing Pedro Kachin Andy yeah, he's had the red strut a lot this year, Steve. Gosh, you're you're just, on this, one right now. Getting, you go to the Met Gala, you're, you're the punsman. It's just, I, I, I just need a little <laughs> bit of a, I just need a challenge every once in a while. But listen, Stroop has been challenging for many people this year, back from a foot injury that he suffered last year in Miami. And he's this weird combination on clay of someone that hits big, comes forward a lot, tries to get to the net, but also moves incredibly well coming in in the transition game. But catching with Fresh off a win over Francis Tiafo, competed so hard today, had chances. This was neck and neck the entire way. Struth being just a little bit more aggressive down the stretch. You see him trying to get in, pressuring. He caused that double fault by pressuring that second serve for the better part of two and a half hours. Struth moving on. He has, he has a real chance against Steph. No longer a new kid on the block, but he did have the right Struth in the end. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, here is your quarterfinal lineup in Madrid. Alcaraz, Hatchinoff. How about uh, Borna Chorich going to play Daniel Altmaier, who was the first lucky loser in the Madrid quarter since Chorich six years ago. Tsitsipas gets Struth and Zhang against Karatsev. Opportunities down there. Uh, some women's doubles action for you. Jesse Pagula, Coco Goff taking on Gabby Dabrowski and Luisa Stefani. Jim, and uh, another exciting one that would go down to a 10-point match tiebreak. Yeah, and you got to remember these matches, too. You get to deuce, and that is a game point for both sides. So that's what this is, no ad. So big point here. Coco takes it and takes the opening set there off of a great return from Pagula. 
So, uh, again, here's another one of those no-add points in the forehand falters. There's the break of serve, and that's how they would end up getting into that match tiebreak. First to ten is uh, the way it goes. And uh, Jesse and Coco off early, and that cross is difficult against Pagula's big flat backhand. So four match points. They would just need one to get it done. A tough matchup there, one versus six, but the top seeds are through. Pagula quarterfinals tomorrow in singles against Kudermatova. Now the semifinals in doubles on Friday. She does a lot of double duty. Time now for the social net. And uh, other than Andy being at the Met Gala last night, the big news, Serena Williams announcing her pregnancy. And, and Andy, you, you were the first one or one of the first to find out about it. You got to talk to her. What'd she say? Well, I, I, I saw Serena, gave a big hug, and then Alexis says, well, we got to... Uh, you just hugged a couple people there, and I said, You're, "You got to be kidding me!" But she uh, she seems so happy. Apparently, Olympia is uh, ecstatic at the idea of uh, of becoming a big sister. So they, uh, they they seem like they couldn't be happier. Doubles partner, doubles partner. Olympia has been on the court. This is exciting <laughs> news. That's fantastic. We send all of our best to Alexis and Serena and Olympia. Exciting times ahead. Yes, congratulations. She said, "So happy that Anna Wintour invited the three of us." to the Met Gala. Nice. Already won the Australian Open with Olympia there as well. So big news. Congratulations to Serena and Alexis. Also big news for Novak Djokovic, who will be able to play Cincinnati and the U.S. Open this summer. The White House confirmed that the vaccine mandate for international travelers to enter the country will end on May 11th. So once again, Jim, we should have all the best players yep. in the world competing for the title in New York. This is a policy that made sense at a certain point. It no longer does. So I'm glad our government is getting up with the times. And I'm glad we'll have all of the best players in the world that are healthy playing uh, at all the tournaments. That's what we want. We want a little bit of a return to normalcy. So Novak will be back. I don't know if he's okay in Canada, though. Do you guys know if that's the case? I think we were talking about yeah. that before. Hopefully he'll be able to play the Rogers Cup as well. Don't know those rules. Yeah, look. Listen, Jim, one country at a time. We'll take the good news and we can get it. Listen, exactly. It feels like it feels like Alcaraz and Novak have been like ships passing in the night, missing each other at given tournaments. I want to see them go toe-to-toe -to -toe on a hard court, hopefully later this summer. Uh, listen, no Novak needs to be in the U.S. Open. It's always better when you have your best players. And, you know, he's arguably, be, arguably the, the best hard court player ever. So happy to have him back in New York. Three-time U.S. Open champ. Missed the U.S. Open last year as well as the Australian Open because of the vaccine mandates. But now... We are back to, to normal times in the world and the tennis world. Wednesday's quarterfinal schedule here starts 7 a.m. Eastern, night session at 2 p.m. We got you covered on TC Live for all the highlights, and we'll break it down for you. Encore coverage all night long. Much more still to come, though, here on TC Live. Don't go anywhere. It is that time, hot shot of the day, Andy Roddick, and it's got to be Chucky. This is the one, Steve. This is the one. Look at where he ends and look at where he actually hits this shot from, and it's in stride. It didn't look rushed. I mean, the, the movement here is insane, and also the shot selection there to get the ball up. Open stance, four five-foot slide, completely in rhythm, and sticks it cross-court past a guy who's like six-foot-six. Six. I mean, that, that, was, that was just a joke. I thought you had, I had something, but we don't have time for it because we got to talk about Pagula and Kudermatova to get us going tomorrow. That's going to be a, an awfully good one to get us started. Alcaraz in the day session against Hatchinoff. I'm looking forward to, to seeing if Karen.
can bring some firepower into that one. I'm going to take a rest, Steve. You take it from here. All right, let's head back to Madrid. Give us all a rest. A little preview with Danny Prakash. Good idea. All right, Steve, back at our FanDuel desk. P, a spot in the semifinals up for grabs. Jesse Pagula, Veronica Dumratova, they've never played each other before. Who's going to come out on top? Well, look, I think Jesse has just looked a little bit stronger all the way throughout the tournament, only dropped one set. Kudermatova, on the other hand, every single match has gone to three sets. That last one against Kasatkina, after dropping that second set, you really had to fight back, be able to pull off a third set breaker there. So I think chances-wise, I think Jesse is looking really good. I'm not quite sure if she looked as good as Andy and Brooklyn last night at the Met Gala, but <laughs> I think the chances are looking good enough to get a win. Well, can't really follow that up with much other than congratulations, Andy, for looking so darn handsome uh we were excited for wednesday action here in madrid oh they they definitely didn't see much of andy everyone was looking at brooklyn right andy come on man <laughs> uh, and listen welcome to my life in the last 16 years jim i get it <laughs> andy just for you today i, I went no socks oh nice just so you know they're the low socks but yeah. like you know Okay, that's what I, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. Everyone's saying no socks. I, I found out this wonderful thing, Steve, where you can wear socks that no one can see. It's brilliant. Yes, that's yes. Yep. Otherwise, that's otherwise, otherwise it gets right all there. smelly. Gets, you know, you don't little, you want to deal little, with that. That's a mature yeah, man. Can I we, don't I, can yeah, we I don't move on to tennis? I didn't have anything to worry about. Oh, God. <laughs> horrible. What, who, what, what brand of, uh, of slippers are those? I think those were Yves Saint Laurent. Oh. Ooh, Steve, Yves Saint Laurent. This show is absolutely yeah, off the rails. Yeah, we're, we are off like, the rails. I'm sweating talking about it. <laughs> so fancy, Andy. All right, let's get back to uh, Carlitos Alcaraz. Anything. Big match uh, yeah. against Corinne Hatchinoff. Uh, are, are you more impressed every time you see him play, Andy? Well, listen, I felt like what I was watching against Verip today was what I experienced trying to go through Novak, Rafa, and Roger in their primes. They forced me to play above my weaknesses, right? I knew on the back end I couldn't leave it neutral in the middle of court. I couldn't just hit a little knockdown shot. I couldn't chip uh, to, to Rafa without him taking advantage. You saw Zverev have to compromise what he likes doing in an extreme way, right? Really going after the forehand, coming in on balls that he probably wouldn't want to come in on. So you're starting to see Alcarell's kind of build that myth where people have to play above their normal level to make an impact on him. It's crazy. It's Wild called, stuff. It's called aura. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got aura. Yeah. He's just about to turn 20, and he's already got a massive halo around him, which makes it tough. And, yeah. and a lot of players will beat themselves because of what Andy has just described, because they'll go out and try and do too much. And frankly, he's earned it. There's no doubt about it. 5-0 and in sets yeah. against Hatchup. Anything Corinne can do different? I mean, maybe he can wear those little invisible socks that you guys are talking about. I don't know. I mean, look, they, they played on clay, and both the matches have been one-way traffic, including Roland Garros last year. So he's got to go nuclear. He's got to bomb serves and bomb forehands, take his chances, and, and, you know, it's car crash tennis. Lots of winners, lots of errors. Hope for the best. All right. From YSL back to TC Live. Well, welcome back, Andy. It's great to be back, Steve. <laughs> Yves Saint Laurent to Sweeten's Cove. I Thanks for watching TC Live, everybody. The action from Madrid here. continues next. Get us out of here.